What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 58. Today, we have Mari Tibbetts on the show, which you'll hear me say again in a little bit here, but I just wanted to spend a quick moment to introduce this person, introduce this episode of the Run, Eat, Sleep show. She is the ASICS Director of Design, Apparel, and Equipment. Um, Basically, if you see anything dope on their website or dope that I'm wearing, lately she and her team are the ones that put this together for us so um thanks to them for making sure that we're fashionable out there while we're rocking our nova blast twos and uh metaspeed skies and the metaspeed edge and all that good stuff anyway so mari i've recently become closer to just in talking to about fashion and about running and you know things that I'm doing and this things that she's doing in the community such a super dope lady um and we should all just get to know her make sure you go follow her all that good stuff but in this episode we talked about what she's doing in the community we talked about her our life in sport and running uh, we talked about all the things that she's done and how she got to where she is today so check out this episode Mari Tibbetts is an amazing person go follow her at at Mari underscore Atelier, A-T-E-L-I-E-R. Check her out, ASICS Director of Design, Mari Tibbetts. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you follow this uh, podcast on uh, Instagram at The Run Eat Sleep Show. And also mash that subscribe button. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Do that. This is The Run Eat Sleep Show again, episode number 58. And we have Mari Tibbetts today. Mari Tibbetts, I actually met her um, when I went out to the Falmouth Road Race in Boston. Uh, It's actually in Falmouth, but we stopped into the ASICS headquarters in Boston and got to see some pretty cool things. But then I also got to sit down with Mari and meet and talk about all the things that she's doing and her views on the industry and all these cool things and why not get on the show to talk to her. and I'm really excited about getting in today's episode. Uh, Mari is a fashion designer, uh, an athlete, a runner, uh, a mom, justice reform, rehabilitates, uh, helps rehabilitate youth and art. Uh, she's doing amazing, amazing, amazing things. And I can't wait to get into it. And hello, Mari. How are you doing? Hi, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm too tall for this moment. Hold on. Let me get down here. I can't even... I don't know how to fix this chair, but we'll you got there. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We're good. Oh, there we go. I'll just kind of scoot shimmy down a little bit. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it feels like we just talked, um, but uh, no, no one was there to listen to us, so we kind of talked about everything. Um, and I, I really just want to kind of redo that conversation a little bit and just get into your yeah. thoughts and things of the industry and all that stuff. Um, so let's just I'll just kind of talk about what you what I what it looks like you do and who and who you are. Like I said in the beginning, you're a fat you're a fashion designer, an athlete, a runner, a mom. Uh, you work on justice reform. You help rehabilitate youth through art. Um, how the heck can like one person do all this stuff? Like, do, it, is it tough sometimes? Are you like all over the place? Like, it's like for me, I'd be going crazy right now. No, it, so- it sounds overwhelming, but it's actually not. You know, I think over the years I learned how to kind of um, take things in pieces. Yeah. You know, all, all the things doesn't happen all at once, but I, it's definitely, it, it's navigating sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like, it's like, especially when you find like a passion um, that leads into other passions, like they don't seem, 
like it seems like you're doing a ton, but it just seems like to you, it's just like you're just moving through and kind of feeling your way through every day. Um, right. So it, it's not exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So sometimes the the from the outside looking in, the, but there's no balance. But in our heads, it's like, oh no, this all makes sense to me. It all is. It all goes well together. Um, exactly. I get that all the time. Like, how do you do that? But I'm like, it's it's actually not. You know, because like you said, it's it's the passion. Yeah. So you do it, and you just feel good, and you forget about like how crazy is yeah exactly and then yeah and then and it almost seems like some of the days just go flying by and you just don't have enough time uh, in the day but that's like that's absolutely a blessing to be able to get to that point where like that's what it is for you you know like you're actually just living and doing your thing um so yeah let's just in in it's it's the run eat sleep show so we, we we have to talk about all things running and all that good stuff um, so let's just start with like running. When when did running become a thing for you? Like when did you start, you know, running, uh, putting one foot in front of the other? Yes. So I've I've always been an athlete. So I I run. Mm-hmm. I ran for a long time, but I never had this like amazing connection or relationship mm-hmm. with run with yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, I was always kind of like. Uh, like why do I have to run for conditioning? Yeah. It, I played tennis all my life and. Running was one of the things that I just avoided because yeah. it's just like, like it's so boring, you know. And I talked to one of my colleagues, Lillian, about it. It's like, why, why do I feel that way? And she's yeah. like, you just haven't fallen in love with running yet. And she like said it so casually, but but they made me think a lot about that. Yeah. And um, you know, when pandemic hit, just like everyone else, I just tried to to have this relationship with run and myself and. I started to love it so much because when you're running, it's just you. Yeah. And then you're all this question, like, how are you feeling? Are you doing all right? You know, like you have this communication with yourself and you start to like improve daily. And and, and I just started to feel, fall in love with it. Yeah, I think that that's really cool. I mean, you, you definitely do have these conversations and sometimes the conversations are a little louder than others, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, like sometimes it actually ends up to be you know audible, you know, like you're actually literally talking to yourself. Uh, but yeah, I like that. It's like when you're out there, you just, um, yeah, you do have you check to see how you're doing, how you feel. Um, and some days like that question, the answer sucks, and then some days it's like, wow, I feel really great. And then those are like those yep. days that you just kind of keep coming back for. It's hard for me to say I'm a runner yet, you know, just oh, because no, I have it with so many epic people like you. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. call myself a runner, like, it's over for me. You know, like, no, I have no. to, like, my way up to, to people's level. No, like, the way the way that, like, I think I think about it, um, I'm really new to running, too, so it's like, it's you know, I'm not, it, it is what it is. I, I'm, I just like it a lot, and I'm having a good time. Um, but I think, like, you know, people that say, like, you know, I'm not a runner, if you leave your house you know, every now and then, you know, when you feel like right. you're a can or whatever and you jog, walk, 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 run or whatever you do, then, you know, you're a runner, you know, like it is like, it's not some like, you know, you don't have to like qualify for it. You know, it's not, I like guess. The, it's not like the Boston so- Merit. Yeah. You can't just go like, yeah, I'm a Boston, I'm a Boston qualifier. You know, like that's like, you got to earn, you got to work that. But you know, for running, it is, it's so inclusive. Um, and that's why like, I think there's such a big push right now. Mm-hmm. To make it look inclusive and feel inclusive because it's such a it's the it's one of the sports where you can just you know you can have on crappy shoes if you want like you can go you know whatever and not have any shoes 
and just run. I mean, you're a runner if exactly. you dedicate yourself to that practice. So, um, yeah, so you're a runner. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah, I got to get used to that. For yeah, sure. you, you are definitely a runner, and I'm not going to let you get out of that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I know you said your relationship changed, um, and did it really, was like 2020 like that, that switch for you where it was like, hey, I'm going to do this more for like my mental health and well-being than ever before? Yeah, I think, you know, and, and you know this, but once you start running, you you're, you get this feeling that is so incredible afterwards. It's yeah. so painful while you're running, but you get this feeling after and you're just like, oh, my God, I got to get back somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And having this amazing conversation with yourself. And then you're like, huh, I kind of like, I'm, I kind of like talking to myself, you know, <laughs> and then you just like increase that time with yourself and then you're eating better, you're sleeping yeah. better and you're just like, wow, okay, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, it is kind of, it is one of those like keystone habits or whatever where you, if you, st- most people, you know, if you start running and you just kind of dedicate yourself to get past those like terrible, that terrible beginning then all of a sudden you find you do find yourself like why am i eating this you know or whatever and that's like that's is with same thing with a lot of exercise though like if you start going to the gym every day or every other day or whatever yep. you mm-hmm. kind of start questioning like okay what am i why would i eat this you know cheeseburger right now when i just you know killed myself earlier trying to you know get fit you know um yeah. so it it's it's definitely one of those things where like you when you're done with it it does start to change like how you view other things which i think is really cool it, the feeling is it's unstoppable, right? It's yeah. like you want some more. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like some, it's like okay, I'll wait till tomorrow at least, because there's some days where I'm like, I, I felt great, but I am done. There's no more miles in these legs today. Um, right. Sure. So what what kind of what kind of running do you? I mean, did you start like more like on the road, um, just kind of like in, through the neighborhoods or whatever? Um, is yeah. That how you... I, I you know I started with the road run and something didn't click with me for a long time and then um so i found some trails around mm-hmm. here and i started running through the trail and and it, you, you get so many such a different experience with trail run yeah. you have up downhill you have obstacles things and just view i mean i'm like i'm the trail runner now yeah i, I don't we look for world run yeah so so talk to me about that too i mean because i've i've done a couple trail races as well um and but i the area here like i think we have to go a little farther than i then i'm then i'm you know ready for at this moment to go like run a trail um they're not as i mean i know there's people watching this that are in my area they're like oh yeah you could just go here here and here but like (laughs) i haven't like ventured out that far yet um but i've i've done a couple uh, trail races and i really like the experience i like the vibe and all that and it is different um but since you do it more often tell people like what that difference is like how do those two worlds differ because road racing and running is very very different than the community in the the world of like trail racing so how do those two differ for you that's true and i think my my thing is more so with my own relationship while i'm running Mm -hmm. so i'm running on the road i have more thoughts coming into my head yeah and when I'm running through the trail, yeah. it's a little bit more. I have to quiet my mind because I'm on the path. Yeah. So I felt being much more like focused and quiet. Huh. 
and caring about myself a lot more than me running on the road. Yeah. And I see ahead. I know I have to make that turn. I know I have to go up the hill. It's just yeah. too straightforward for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just trail running is such a complete different experience in that you're you're constantly like looking after right left yeah, and yeah. just immediately in front of you yeah that i suits me and who i am yeah uh and i like that challenge yeah yeah it, it is definitely uh once you started talking about like all the different like obstacles and yeah because you're running down the road um you can kind of tune out like you know you could just some some days it's easier than others where you just tune out and you could just think about nothing or whatever um, and but then sometimes your mind starts wandering and then you're you're just as cluttered as you were when you were working or whatever you know but I could see like how some of those trail races or not races I keep saying races but those trails if you're not paying attention you know like if you zone out and you're thinking about work too much that rock oh, yeah. that rock or that like tree root or whatever is gonna be like the end of you so Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, you, you have, fly. Yeah, you have to pay attention. That's one of the things that I remember from my first trail race was, um, there was like it, it was one of those trails where it was like single, uh, what do they call it? Like single pass or whatever. Like so, there was no, there's no way you can run next to somebody. It was just single file pretty much because it was such a tight trail. Right. Um, and it was so weird because like you know in a road race you got all this space and you can go around or whatever. But this is like you just gotta just. Get in where you fit in, and then maybe get by when you can. But if someone falls or something, you know, in front of you, it's like a, it's like, it's pretty jarring because like you're not used to people falling in, in while running, um, normally. Right. And like this one guy like just fell so hard, and everybody just kept. We just said like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yep." And how he hopped up, and we all went around really quick, and it was just one of the craziest experiences. Like, what is happening out here? right yeah and then your, your fall becomes like something you count on like oh that was really bad fall i gotta yeah. fall this way this oh time. yeah yeah not yet you start to analyze how bad it was yeah it's like yeah don't yeah don't fall like that again because you didn't yeah you, yeah because or don't try to reach out brace yourself because you'll hurt you know you could do more damage exactly. and all this other stuff um yeah so and and i did notice too like the it, it, I don't really, I don't really know how to describe it because I haven't been around it enough, uh, the trail world, but like it's just such a different vibe though. Um, like it's competitive, obviously, because there's people that are trying to win those races and things, but there, um, it's like maybe I'm not like maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like those people that are trying to win the race, there's like a few of them up front that are doing that thing, but then like you're, the rest of everyone else is just out there to for the adventure to you know beat their own time and maybe not even that like they're just looking to get finish the race and finish it healthy and share that experience with all these other people by you know mm-hmm. versus like road racing there's so many different little you know races um and competitions in the thousands of people that are there you know like it's like you got the age groups you got this you got that you got oh yeah you know, it's just so much going on, and it's all about just, like, the time, the time, the time. And I just feel like sometimes trail races and trail running is more about just finishing the experience and... Experience. The yeah. Two. Yeah. Um, so, I, maybe yeah. You're, you're talking me into it. I might have to do some more of that. Yeah, you should try. 
I mean, you, I mean, you're gonna be really good at it in two days, but yeah, you should try. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. Let me, let me let me just get past the Boston Marathon and then we'll see we'll see what happens. <laughs> you will right? Yeah, no um, pressure. So, but right now, so right now, you're you're tell me your title because I know it's a really short title. So, what's your title for with Asics right now? It's Director of Design for Apparel and Equipment. That's not. And that. then if I, it's a little bit longer for A and A. A and A stands for Asics North America. Okay. So I hand. U.S., Canada, and then Mexico region. Okay, okay. So let's, I mean, that's number, you said that's not even that bad. It's like there's titles out there that are probably way worse than that. Um, but talk to me about, like, the, the the design and fashion side of your life. I mean, because, I mean, that's where that's how, you know, I know you through that, and it's a big part of your life, mm-hmm. and you have a very big position um, with ASICs. Um, but let's yeah. kind of go back to the beginning of that part because um i wanted my daughter to be here i told you about her um she's very much into art i should have brought one of her pieces upstairs but she's super into art um and um i'd like to hear more about your story from like how did you did you go to school for for this and how did this kind of start like maybe the beginning of that this journey yeah i i did go to school for it um i have a mfa um so master's in fashion design mm-hmm. um, I studied in San Francisco as well as um, in down in Orange County and um, yeah it's, it's such a you don't come across with a lot of designers with like degree like that mm-hmm. but I just throughout college I was playing tennis so much that I just felt like I needed a little more validation in my you know for my future career so yeah. I needed to just get specified degree for it but yeah I did I studied in San Francisco Academy of Art and um, you know my career started it in such high when um, I was working up to really I just wanted to do a fashion show within school that's how you kind of graduate you put together your collection and then you show it within school and then you graduate but there was you know really amazing opportunity um, at that time where they were selecting a handful of students um, to be picked for New York Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And so they were, I was just like, no, there's no way I'll get into that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I had so many amazing um, teachers around me, mentors around me who pushed me to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, submit, I submitted my collection um, and I got in. And so my first experience in the industry was showing at Fashion Week. Wow. And it's, it's, so I started from like really, really high. And you go into the industry like, yeah, I'm just going to keep yeah. going. Yeah. And you just hit the reality like, boom, you know? Yeah. You're like, no, no, you're going you're gonna to look at the colors and you're going to collect clips and then you're going to organize it. You're going to get coffee. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. So I started you know like that you know really just from the ground up yeah well that that's yeah. I, that's cool that that like i mean that, it's just like a lesson it's like you know like like most things like a lot of times we start things and it just works out so well or sometimes and right. then we just feel like the rest of it's going to be this cakewalk but it kind of like it's like the universe kind of bringing you in a little bit but then it also tests you to see like how bad do you really want to do this you know you're like you thought so you're like yep start from the beginning yeah yeah so that was a, a really amazing experience. But, yeah, I think the fashion industry at that time, you know, there was no um, – I, I really wanted to focus on performance. Mm-hmm. There was a huge void 
um, in the industry, which is now called athleisure. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, back then there was it didn't exist. Right. But I really wanted to be the designer who will be able to do versatile style that's with performance attribute. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, uh, throughout the years, industry changed, and here I am. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy ride. How everything kind of turned out to be where we are now in in the in apparel garment industry what was like as because you kind of said what was the um, the industry like um internally like when you came in you know when it came (laughs) to like diversity and women in the in the field um what was it like then yeah there were quite a lot of female you know when i started to go to school there was like 400 students it was super intimidating and and more than half was, were female, but but mm. at the end, I think I graduated with twenty seven students. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense, and it's just it's it's not thing like what you think, you know. And and we were even, you know, half, it was fifty percent male and female yeah. when we graduated. But um, yeah, there's I was surrounded with so many talented people from all over the world, and mm. uh, you know, it was just such an amazing experience. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was diverse in a sense that I was really happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had male colleague, you know, students and friends, and then you have female, but they're all from different places. Yeah. yeah. And they in such amazing, you know, um, ideas. So I was just really lucky to have that diversity from the beginning. Yeah. And I, I expected that, you know, along through. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's the, the reality is we, we have room to, to improve, right? Yeah, like so. When you came out of school, like when you came into the industry, I mean, was that was that did that kind of did that diversity kind of go with it, or was it different or harder, or did you meet any um, challenges that you weren't expecting because of how um, kind of perfect the school the school part was for you? You know, it's it's uh, it's one sided still, okay. um, and it was one sided when I started because. Um, you know, when my first job was was in down in Orange County um, and with this T-shirt brand, and it was majority, a lot of designers were Asian, um, a lot of sewers were Hispanic, um, but there was almost no male uh, counterpart within the creative. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's that I think it's it, there's that bias hiring going on, mm-hmm. and it happens. It happens everywhere, not just that brand, right, but right. It, everywhere. And um, I would love to see, even from now, like still now within the industry, I would love to see more of diverse creative mm-hmm. uh, that are in like higher levels yeah. driving those conversation, you know, industry conversation. Right. Uh, in order to do that, you have to you have to be super inclusive from like internship level. Or yeah. like just hiring assistant level yeah. because they, they they I mean we all have to work from bottoms up and that takes a long time. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody today about that. Um, as someone was saying that they were going to hire like interns or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and then it's just like it's it's like I wonder where you know they're going to look for that you know and it's it's a tough subject because I mean you don't want to you know say like hey you need to go do this but it's like <laughs> you you want to create like the, you want to have like the, the conversation that you that you mentioned and you want to push 
the the concept of like opening your our eyes to say we can't just continue to go to the same pools to look for talent and things because then it's just going to continue like the the narrative or the not even the narrative it's going to continue this trend of it being like one thing all the time um, yeah i agree and i think as an industry you know creative part of the department you don't have to always look for college student right. if there are creatives out there that are creating amazing portfolio but they're not going to school i think we should be able to hire those people as well right. you know um and 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 for internship too you don't have to have like college credit right for internship you can, yeah you know and i think that's how to really expand your wing and get to know people and get to know the talent out there yeah, it's the way, it's like, I was listening to The uh, the Breakfast Club, it's a radio, yeah, so, um, so, like, I was listening to them, and they, they were just talking about, like, the internship pro- internship process, but for, like, you know, obviously what they do, um, and uh, Angela Yee was saying that it's just, it's such a, like, you start off with so many people, like, as interns, everybody's so excited, but then they realize, like, oh, I'm not getting, you know, they're, they're barely getting paid if they are, and it's demanding and blah 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 and so you it just kind of filters out so many people um that Mm -hmm. may really they may want it but it's just like maybe they either they don't really want it or they just at the time aren't stable enough with like financially or or support to like continue that process you know so it is kind of like you'd love to like the concept of like um inviting people in that may not you know, they're not going to college for it or they didn't graduate for it, have a degree for it, but they're just creating great portfolios. And it's like at the person I'm thinking that is that uh, that would apply to may not be able to like go through like two years or a year of like or six months even of just not being able to like work anywhere else because they're so dedicated to like this internship. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like that it sounds good too but then at the same time it's like somehow we it's you gotta i don't think you want to change any rules for it but it's like it's tough like because if somebody said to me like hey you could become intern at this place for us and i'm like okay well how much is the how much is the pay you know and they're like, oh right. you don't get paid for six months then it'd be like i don't know if i could do that you know so that's tough because the person yeah, has to come with they'll nothing. just try it because it's the best when you get into the industry yeah so when you're in it, you're in it. Like one of the viewer, Jackie, she's she was uh, one of her um, intern. She was amazing. She worked her butt off yeah. and found a spot. And now she's a footwear designer at Asics, doing amazing collabs. And it's just like epic story. So shout out to you, Jackie. But it's yeah, you, you know, once you get in, you might be able to find that spot that yeah. is like most amazing spot that people in the world would love. And then you just you get it. So yeah. it, it could be long, it could be short, you know, it's just, I always say, just get in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, um, yeah, Jack, so Jack Jack Attack is obviously Jackie, Jack Attack 611. She said, yeah. she said, don't make me blush, and I'm assuming that she probably already is blushing. Um, so, um, yeah, and that, so I think that, I, I just like the, the concept of, of starting at certain levels and maybe not looking for someone that's already in the industry, just bring them over to, like, diversify or whatever, but really start from where it matters and teach people how to come into the industry would, would change a lot. Um, but what was like your inspiration though? Like, cause to, to go down this road, this path, I mean, I asked because like I said, my daughter is 
uh, 14 and she's been talking about going to SCAD um, in uh, Savannah um, for four years now since she was 10. Um, but like, what was your inspiration to go down this road, uh, into fashion and, and something, you know, pretty much like art? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think, you know, I always think about it, but it always boils down to my mom. My mom was my inspiration. I was nothing. I, I had nothing to do with fashion design at all. Um, when I was small, I know a lot of designers are like, I, I was sketching at yeah. the age of two. I was not like that. I can't even draw like that. But my mom always had, you know, I, I'm from originally from Japan. And uh, in Japan, we don't see Vogue. We don't have American magazine. But she would buy this imported magazine at home and she would just like flip it through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I remember when I was young, I was flipping through Vogue thinking like, how amazing, you know, are all these designers and yeah. She's looking at it. She must love it. How, you know, I want to make her happy yeah. in the future. Maybe I can design something like that for her. So oh, she was cool. always been my inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I had that goal in my head going into to to school. I'm gonna design for her. She's my muse, and um, you know, I'm gonna do this fashion show for her. She's gonna sit in the front row. She's gonna watch me do this and. Yeah. But yeah, during creating senior fashion show for New York Fashion Week, um, she was part of the car accident and she passed away. Oh, wow. So I thought, you know, she's no, she's no longer here. She's like, what happened to my muse? Yeah. So I almost just end it right there. You know, I thought, you know, it's just school is expensive. She's, she's not around. I, I should just quit. But, um, my support teachers and, and mentors around me was just like, you, you gotta keep going for her. You know, you have to get it through and tell that story. So yeah, I, my even my New York Fashion Show collection was actually all about her and, and our journey. We we drew, I drew this like, um, I worked with a, a graphic designer to draw our journey together mm-hmm. on the garment and it was shown. And so that it was such a big part of kind of uh, coming together in a circle um, in that way. And she's always, she's still, you know, she's still here every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad that, like, that's like life right there. I mean, especially when you got good people around that can, you know, even when you have those moments where you just want to say forget it or uh, maybe not even forget it, but just change directions or something. And right. some people see things in you or know what you really started this for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that they were there to talk to you and kind of keep you rolling because I'm guarantee she would, would want to have had you keep going and end up where you are today. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's really um, it's it's a it's a good journey for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so like, so uh, so after after, so let's talk about like your career path a little bit too. Yeah. Um. So like. I don't even know where to start. I mean, so after you got out of school and you, you know, had that first internship, um, how did that, did everything just end up perfect, 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 and now ASICs, or, like, how did that work for you? No, it's it's so tough, right, because I, you know, my mom passed, and that was right before the show. Mm -hmm. I I showcased, so I, I was on a high, and I think I tried to mask my grieving, like, grieving, you know, for so, so many years. I just went job after job it was just like i was wanted to keep myself so busy, busy yeah. and forget about 
this whole thing that happened. So the first couple of years was really tough because, you know, I, I'm like destroyed. My heart's destroyed. But then my, it's my first job, my second job. And I'm like, yeah. you know, so hard to stay alive and, you know, stay in the industry and prove. I don't know what, what I'm trying to prove, but I'm trying to prove somebody something. Yeah. And um, so it was really tough. The first two jobs were really difficult. Um, first job, I almost got fired for. Um, it, it, it was just so hard. I wasn't, you know, my body shut down. I couldn't, I no longer were, was able to remember or understand things. Nothing was going in my brain. And I was just like a zombie. So, um, you know, it was just really tough being of the journey and um but i think slowly you know people say time heals but slowly you you get to understand you get to feel comfortable in the industry and then you learn to navigate and um and you know i had i had my first child and i had my second child back to back and when kids when kids arrived my creative force changed as well like Mm -hmm. i had to reborn and that's when I started to kind of take off as a designer um I was able to really focus on what I'm really strong at Mm -hmm. and um and that's when I I was with a brand called Aloe Yoga Mm -hmm. and it started to roll that way um so from that from Aloe um and to the rest um yeah, it kind of started rolling, and I always had Asics as this company that I would would love to work for. So I remember, like three to four years, I would go into their website, try to see if there's any position opening, mm-hmm. and there's like nothing open for so many years. And I just one day I just gave up, and you know, and a recruiter called me from Asics, and that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of happened that way. And I'm like, oh, it's meant to be. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm I'm been with uh, with Asics for six years now. Yeah, so like sounds like you got like you know the the the, the usual Superman powers when you know after you had kids you like locked in, um, and kids change you know so much of you know even yeah. even like when you're not ready for them, um, like you know like I uh, we had my daughter at I had my daughter when I was 23 and you know I definitely wasn't ready you know. Oh like, no. Ready, right? yeah, no one's ready but unless like you're those like some people that are like super ready um <laughs> but like uh and i mean i wasn't and but she changed my life and i tell her she saved my life you know often just to let her know i mean because at the time i wasn't you know it just i was a different person at that point you know and it's crazy like if you it, they can give you like they can remind you of like maybe maybe not even remind you they can re- show you why you're here um and it, exactly. sounds, it sounds like you got that one Oh, for sure. And you did too. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. So ASICS, so you've been with ASICS for, you said, six years? Yep, um, six years. Yep. And, and did you come in, you came into ASICS um, w- with this position? I mean, yes. Right, right mm-hmm. away. So what was that like, though, coming into a company, number one, that you'd wanted, you had wanted to, to uh, work with for quite some time, and, and you didn't just come in as like, you know, I mean, you came in pretty high up in the company. You know, you came in doing your own thing. Um, what was that like coming into a new company? Um, and then also, was it a lot that you want brought to the table that changed a lot of what they, are, what we see now when it comes to apparel? Yeah, you know, I think um, I, I learned along the way when you enter into the company, 
a lot of designers too, I think it's really important for all of us to understand when you go into different brand, you're not trying to change the brand. You 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 need to understand the brand and mm-hmm. and learn your place and what you can contribute. So I, I learned that along the way. Um, and a lot of this will, will go in and try to show how creative you are mm-hmm. within their collection. I think that's really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's no point to do that when you're a part of a company. So I try to find um, my place with ASICs, understanding like where they're coming from. And it, I learned, you know, ASICs has deep roots and history yeah, yeah. that I really connected with the founder. And um, it, when I joined six years ago, he was already passed away. But I learned so, I just researched about him so much. Mm-hmm. And, and to the point where I felt like, you know, I, I, I knew him, Right. you know, and his philosophy and he was just amazing person who, um, was, you know, who was seeing all this youth and kids post World War II, his, his town was devastated and nobody had clothes or shoes mm-hmm. and just hungry. And he wanted to find a way to, to help the youth by providing shoes. And so he he did that and that's for me I, that simple solution to give hope to the youth was just like boom that yeah. that's that was amazing and i tried to live through that you know even even now like just to provide that for community um it has to if you're creative person and then you can use your creative in a way oh, yeah. to support community i think that's that's the world that we need to live in. Yeah, and that's like I mean, I think you must be you must be able to see my notes and stuff here. So because you're like you're perfect, <laughs> perfect segue. Um, so like you know you connected with him through you know where you you connected with him through that concept of you know that he wanted to help the youth in his area that that needed it. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in Boston, um, I, I knew going into our conversation that you know that you're involved in the community and the youth, but like. You know, there's you know, hats off to everybody that does that, but there's so many people that are like, you know, oh, they're into the community and youth, they help out. You know, I just didn't know what that meant for you. Um, and then we had this conversation about um, Orange County, and and then I may or may not have like shed a tear <laughs> during this story. Um, so, and it just was incredible, like how you used what you know the. The, the blessing or the gift that you have to help others just like he did uh, at one point. So if you could just kind of like I talk about that journey and maybe a little bit more from the beginning of like how that even came about, because for someone of your, you know, your title uh, with a company like that, that's built around, you know, running um, for you to end up there and help those kids in the way you did, is just incredible to me. So if you could kind of like go through that story, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I think I've always known like where I'm, where I'm from, you know, I'm just, I was just a little girl, you know, from a small place, small town in Japan, couldn't even speak English. And it's just along the way I've, I was, I was just an exchange student coming Mm -hmm. in and had so many opportunity face in front of me. And, I'm, I'm here where I am. And I always wondered, like, why me? Like, why why me? Why not everybody around yeah. me? 
that get this opportunity. And so I knew from early, early on, you know, when I came to this country, I had to do something. Mm-hmm. I had to share w- what I've learned. And mm-hmm. I also had to, felt like I had to represent where I'm from mm-hmm. correctly. And so I had this like huge responsibility and feeling um, on my shoulder since I, I came to this country. It wasn't the youth and community work that I do now didn't just come you know, right away. But like I said, I think, I think the philosophy of Mr. Onitsuka, the founder of ASICS, really resonated with me. And when you're, when you're with a company who, um, that, who believes in you and, and also you can be yourself, when you're in the environment that you can just be the best of yourself, you, um, you feel free to do things and you feel free and strong to be able to tackle different projects. So, you know, I think through amazing friends circle that I have within within and that already does amazing work for you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to provide myself and I spoke with my dear friend Crystal back in 2017. She was already working at Juvenile Hall in Orange County and mm-hmm. she was bringing in amazing people um, from LA, from Orange County and, and bringing them into Juvenile Hall and mentoring these kids so I was just like I want to be there yeah so she brought me in and um 2017 I moved from Orange County to Boston and and you know this whole amazing project happened Mm -hmm. you know of me going into juvenile hall so I flew from Boston every month um to meet these kids with Crystal so I would go in um I would spend like four days and, uh, you know, take my personal time off from work and uh, going into juvenile hall. And I would go in like super early in the morning until they kick us out and worked with kids in the in the hall. But I, that we, the hall that we were at is called Extreme um, Security Risk Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they hosted about 16, 18, sometimes 20 kids that are in an extreme security, um, so they were called violent, Mm -hmm. um, kids. So, you know, we worked with those kids that were in high risk situation. So I really wanted to share my experience Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what I do and help them, um, with their voice, they have voices and they wanted to tell their story. And then I'm like, yes, let's tell your story. Let's work together and tell your story. So, so like, so, so when you, so when you went in there and you, you know, had these conversations, you know, just having these conversations and things, um, you know, what, what happened to, I mean, cause I'm sure that, like you said, many people go in there and they have conversation, they talk and give advice and things like that. But you, you, your story ended up turning into like an, an action item, you know, and a thing that happened. Yeah. So like, how did that come apart, come about? What was it and the effect like that it had? Yeah. And I, I knew going into juvenile hall, um, this was, this is going to change my life mm-hmm. and it's, it's not going to be the one time thing. I, I knew this was something very special, but I didn't know in, in a way that I'm going to connect with each kids that deeply mm-hmm. so the yeah. day one I mean obviously I was so scared right because I don't know the place I don't know the kids 
every you know the jail setting like it's really a jail setting there's you know it's yeah it's all rehabilitation hall but it's really nothing rehabilitative about it yeah uh it's was shackled and you know they're in cell yeah and so number one i walking in i'm like this there's something seriously wrong with this mm-hmm. you know you see kids that are like so young like just young kids and um so when i met with them first time um everything was just like so crazy it just you, your mind is just blown and what i noticed was they were just so hungry to tell their story and get to know you mm-hmm. i mean they have nothing right they have uniform that they have to wear and they have they can get out certain time only and mm-hmm. eat and sleep and in like like the title but it's totally <laughs> different right, you right. know behind the wall right yeah yeah and they have certain hours to exercise so i i brought in like different tools like different art tools and um i i i brought so many things but one tool that really gravitated towards these kids was this traditional japanese brush um with a sumi ink it's a black ink and uh, we brought so many like white paper and they just loved working with this brush yeah. this japanese brush and um so we used that tool and i taught him how to make sumi ink from scratch stone scraping and and they just loved it they started like expressing their emotion and what they want to talk about and then yeah. i would say like hey you know what does this mean what does it stand for and they started to tell their story this is this represents my demon this represents actual me it yeah. the possibility I'm, i i'm a good kid and so it the storytelling part started from day one and oh, gosh it was just like so many artwork came out of it and it became like expressive art healing process mm-hmm. and just didn't know but and they also didn't know that they were just true artists on yeah. their own yeah. you know and hearing these kids story like oh my gosh you know uh, i lost my mom you know she overdose in drugs and and i was on the street thir- you know at age 12 mm-hmm. and nobody picked me up um you know the gang member picked me up and i grew up with them or you know it's just like they're the victim of yeah. the situation right they're they're not the monster that people think they are yeah. you know and so it's once you started to give that tools you realize how how opposite society really puts them yeah um so yeah it was just amazing amazing thing like they're they're so important in my life and um they're like you know my kids and they're my deep like such an amazing friends and and to see them go through that and um we put together because we had so many artwork that came out of that session mm-hmm. um for days and days we decided to do a fashion show yeah so that was amazing because i took amazing artwork that they've already done and and just digitized it and printed on t-shirt so they were able to kind of see their artwork in like uh, di- physical in form, a different yeah. format yeah and up to wear their art and um and and walk down the runway tell their story yeah but what was so cool about it is that you know we dis- we decided to um invite their lawyers you know the judges that handle their cases 
I mean, there's some important people that could change their lives mm -hmm. sitting right in front of the front row yep. at the fashion show. Their parents were able to come in to see their work. So even if it was just like five minute show, actual runway show, it completely changed people's uh, mindset yeah. of the way how, how they were looking at them. Yeah. 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 That was, it was just so incredible. Yeah, and if if you don't mind, I mean, I'm, I know you sent me some pictures. If you don't mind, I'd love to after this kind of share some of those pictures. Yeah. Uh, in the, yeah. In the, um, I mean, so incredible artwork. Yeah, I mean, it was no number. Yeah, it was incredible artwork, um, and just things that I mean, you could see on a wall somewhere in certain some cases, and looked insanely dope, like on the shirts. And you brought in, um, you brought in uh, shoes to match the yep. shirts and the, out, and the outfits. Um, and it all lined up, and so they got to put on the whole outfit and get out of the, you know, whatever they were wearing, you know, um, and put on some, like, a nice fit and walk down a runway in front of people that loved them, people that judged them, and people that, that fought for them, you know. And I thought, like, the reason why I connected to it so much is just because there's, there, there's so many um, kids and cultures and you know races whole races of people that are just society has just decided that like you know it's a they are this one thing and they're not they're not uh, especially once you've done something that puts you in that situation and puts you uh, lands you in prison or jail or juvenile or whatever you are now like you know you're an, you're you're an outcast and you don't have a voice because I mean, you may, you may have done something that, that took your voice away, but like you said, a lot of these situations, uh, some of these kids and some of these people just, um, obviously everybody has choices, but it's not as black and white as that in most cases. And I'm very close to knowing that, you know, like in my past or in my life, I've been very close to being in their shoes, like <laughs> multiple times. So I, I when you said that you went in, went in there and gave them a voice to put on this paper but then you not only did you let them paint and it'd been cool and then you could have just put it on a wall somewhere you took the time to like you know transform it into something that was more physical than just a piece of paper and you showed a few of them that there's they have a, a life out that they can create something and build something possibly and one of the kids that was in the show i believe he's now out and has a thing yeah, several kids actually. You know, several kids from the actual hall um, is is out, and uh, I was able to meet with them outside, and you know, plan another fashion show together. So the next fashion show that we're planning is, you know, is out on the out, and we're gonna be be doing it here with kids that experience that, and they they get to tell their story, and it's a whole nother. It's it's the other side of the wall, which is so amazing. But yeah, it's it's incredible because I, I think. There's several kids that are doing so amazingly um, right now, but one of the kids that I just, he just called me, was it yesterday, uh, this amazing internship at the production, most prestige, like, production, movie production company, and he's he's going to be working wow. for Unity, which is under Scott Butnick's, he just released uh, the movie called Respect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Just Mercy was one of them. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, working for them, which is like incredible. He's like, Mario, I got the job. Oh, I got the job. And I'm like, I knew it. 
you know, yeah. and it's just so many celebration now, you know, and of course there, there's still kids that are behind the wall and they're more sorry to be told, but yeah, yeah it's, it's this, um, it's never ending, right? You, you keep going and, and I'm their advocate and I will, I will do my best to support them no matter what. And I've, I've seen the other side of their personality that I just, I know people would love, you know, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and their lawyers call me and they're like, I, "I'm going to spinner you on their on their case," mm-hmm. and I've I've done that for them, advocating for them at at the court, and and their you know their sentence reduced significantly. So why do I change? You know, yeah. I have to. Yeah, because I, I just think that it's so many so many times like you know like going into like appeal for like to get out or whatever. You know, it's like, I won't do it again. I learned my lesson. I'm rehabilitated. And like you said, I mean, those centers are not, I mean, they're not meant to rehabilitate, you know, the kids. Like, no. they're just not. Like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some kids that go in there and they get scared to death. And they're, you know, it's like, okay, I'm never doing this again. And they, and they change. But a lot of times, you know, as we all know, you go into like a juvenile or a prison or jail. Like, you, you just, it just amplifies what you think is. The trauma. Yeah, your 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 survival mode is just in, someone in survival mode will never be creative. Um, they just can't, you know. Like is is it's, it's it's just not possible. So for, for you to go in there and like open that side of them up, and because they were using their voice in other ways, and it just it was detrimental to them and other people. But you gave them, you, you showed them that like, hey, you can you have a different voice, and it could you don't even have to talk or do anything physical really. Like you can do it through artwork, or you can whatever and i just think that that's just amazing and then also that people outside of that judges and things can see like this kid actually has a different path possibly you know um than yeah. just the normal i won't do it again so i hats off to you for you know doing that and then continuing with it and giving them a different outlet which is amazing yeah thank you and it doesn't have to be you don't have to be an artist and you can do anything yeah, you yeah. can just implement your what you do every day mm-hmm. it uh, be- Kids will just absorb anything. They're just hungry to learn and mm. see different opportunities. So uh, you know, I, any, I, I tell people like, you don't have to be an anybody yeah. to help these communities. You know. Yeah, and then I mean, since this is, I mean, this is a running show too. So like, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I hear that, but then like running, you know, gave you know, running gave me a voice. You know, like, you know, and and I. I I got I got sober in 2017, um, mm-hmm. and I started running in 2018, and that just kind of took off from there. And then now I'm here, and not to say that I'm like super successful at anything, but it's you know just like you know art you know art and fashion is your voice, and it's just re- that's why I was so touched by it that like these kids had a voice. It was not the one that they were supposed to be using. And you gave them a way to possibly think about using it, you know, using, you know, art or just a creative mindset as a different voice. And I think that a lot of people connect to running so much because it's, it's a way to go talk to yourself than that you normally wouldn't, you know, uh, sitting still at your desk or whatever. Um, and there's so many people and things and, uh, connections made running and you know the running world will take you if you like running and you just get out here and do it for fun or whatever and you're just open to it and let that kind of be your voice and have fun it takes you into some crazy crazy places like into boston into boston into a6 headquarters to talk to you you know 
Um, so it's like I, I just appreciate it, and I didn't cry this time, so I'm happy about that. It's because you, <laughs> it's because you didn't show the pictures. If, if you if you guys are watching this, uh, go to back go to my page. I'm gonna post the pictures. Um, they were just really dope, and um, and it's just like one of the visuals is like. You know the kids. It's a camera's behind the kid, and you can see down the hall past him. And there's people lined up, you know, down the sides of this hall, going into the cells. Like so, it's not like they came out of the prison. That you guys went in, um, and it's just this crazy, crazy powerful image of all these people, like judges and fa- and family members, sitting there watching this kid go down. And it was he had a fresh cut. It was dope. Like so, um, I'm gonna post that for you. Um, yeah, show. great. Yeah. And I tell my kid, one of the kids is still in the system, and I tell him all the time, like, when you get out, we're going to run 5K together. We're going to do LA Marathon 5K together, and I'm going to send you the gear, I'm going to send you the shoes, and you're going to run with me. And so, you know, it's like something to look forward to. Run, running is like, it's one, another another part that we're going to do together, hopefully, in the in the future. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so they can really, because right now they're just eating and sleeping, right? get them out there running, run, eat, sleep, repeat. Um, and you know, and honestly, just a shameless plug here. You, if you, when you do your fashion show coming up, I would love to be there to see it and watch it. And of course, you'll be invited front row, Tommy. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be in it. But just yeah, I just like to, I yeah. like to watch it. Um, and then w- your work with these kids, like, has it? How has that you know inspired you, you know, creatively since you've been uh-huh. working with them? No, they're so, so, so talented that it makes you into another level of creation, you know, creativity. Mm-hmm. Because you get so inspired by these kids that are just, like, freely able to express right away. Mm-hmm. It, when, you know, when you're in the industry, there's so many layers. So you, 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 yeah, yeah. Your, your design te- seems to, like, kind of, uh, you know, have lose their edges. But, um, yeah, these kids are, like, for real. They're being themselves, and this, this is who they are. So I get inspired by them all the time like yeah. they're they're my muse all the time and they're just uh, incredible talent that is has no fear to express themselves yeah that's so super dope i mean yeah some of the most creative people i mean have the craziest past you know because it's just yeah. it's so much in there and then when, when they put it out in whatever way whether it's words song um running art whatever it just comes out in this crazy way uh really raw right. and, and, and beautiful um mm-hmm. But thanks so much for being on the show. I, I, I was like, okay, my, d- just don't my cry. Pleasure. Just don't Keep my... having me, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and what could, you, what would you like to say, like from? Um, we didn't talk about Asics much, but you know, please check out, you know, Asics.com. <laughs> you know, check out Mari's doing some really great things. Um, oh wait, wait, <laughs> I need to know what's up with this. What's up with this um, SS twenty two collection right. thing? 2023 collection is underway designing right now and then you're my muse tommy oh okay (laughs) i'm I'm gonna pick your brain later all right all right well yeah so if (laughs) if the 2023 spring summer collection is terrible (laughs) you know why no 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 it's not going to happen um but yeah I, i i really appreciate you being on the show um thank you so much for sharing your story with us um where should they, where should people go to find you? And if, is there anything you're working on right now that you just need people to know about? Yeah, I'm working on multiple things, but I, I'm working on um, um, sustainable collection that is friendly to earth. You know, it's just being empathetic to a lot of different areas. And so if you go to ASIC.com, you'll get to see repurposed collection, which is amazing. Um, 
for me, um, you can, I'm, I have a private Instagram page, but you can uh, follow me there and at the um, Maria Atelier. And yeah, I, I put a lot of uh, creative stuff, my kids stuff, um, you know, my kids from juvenile hall or my kids from, from the youth. So yeah, I think you get to follow a lot of the stuff from there too. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Make sure you check out, check out every, check out her page. I'll obviously um, at her in this description. And for real though, because like some of the stuff that, that I've been seeing, especially on the lady side of uh, Asics attire, is pretty dope. I was able to see some of that sustainable um, performance though. Like it's not just like some, you know, some some performance gear. Um, so go check that out. Uh, Mari's doing some really incredible things, and I can't wait to see what's coming up next for you. Um, thank you so much for being on the show again and everybody that's watching please remember to run eat sleep repeat thanks 100% thank you talk to you later see I told you Mari Tibbetts is an absolutely amazing human being check her out make sure you go follow support the things she does check out she they actually just did another fashion show uh this episode was filmed a little while back so um this is delayed for sure but um they just did another fashion show and it went off flawlessly you should check her page out because just to see the visuals of um a bigger show than the first time she did this uh, fashion show for uh, the correctional facility uh, i think it was actually outside of the correctional facility or it was a little farther into a part where they normally wouldn't be able to go um but check it out it's super dope thank you so much mari thank you guys for checking this out if you have any questions for her follow up with her I'm, she's very open to answering and trying to help other people so um do that and love you guys make sure that you run eat sleep and repeat